Hi everybody, welcome to Robin's 365. It's day number 1641. I am out and about this morning. It's gonna be a hot day, so I've just been training a, a client and thought, look, I'm gonna get out and go for a walk now. I was gonna to go to the gym and do a workout. I'm getting back into my workouts this week. I had a week off uh, last week, give the body a rest, and um, because it's gonna be hot, I thought, Nah, I'll get out and do a walk now and I'll do a workout uh, later on with the, with the kids and so so I walked this morning you know when you you have those days where you're you maybe just not feeling it as well as you would like to and uh, today's one of those I've gotten up and I'm like you know Tuesday's the days where I can get more done because I don't have as many client facing hours etc etc but right now I've got more some more people around me than I would normally have and uh, like I've been in such a good routine over the last few days that it's just feeling like I'm not going to be able to be as productive as I would like to be now I'm not going to know till the end of the day what that exactly looks like but uh, the, this morning I'm like oh man I've got this I've got that and that's uh, going to disrupt me from you know, the, the normal great flow that I'd like to have um, so we'll see we'll see how it ends up at the at the end of the day um, but I guess maybe spend some time thinking about so what am I going to do about that if I, I'm feeling that already uh, what am I going to do to help uh, turn that around and not have that outcome um, so I set myself up the, the same way uh, like last night I uh, you know plan out what it is I'm going to do today I, I didn't get to bed till later last night so maybe this is part of it um, so the kids came back uh, to my place uh, yesterday afternoon had a busy evening then you know, trying to spend some extra time with them which meant that I, gee, I don't think it was till 11 o'clock I really should be starting my wind down sequence around 9.30 uh, I've got a friend visiting at the moment and you know normally I would just shut off go spend time with the kids spend time with them and uh, you know, that wasn't, wasn't really helping me wind down but instead probably wound up and then went and spent some time with um, my kids. I uh, like to have my shower, like to do all those things. Got up this morning, not as refreshed, not as much sleep. And uh, yeah, just knowing what, what I've got ahead today. So I thought what I'd do is get out, do my walk early, maybe clear the head a little uh, as well. Um, because if I was probably going to go straight to my, my desk, I'm going to allow some of this stuff to just you know percolate away there so I have not managed to last night I didn't have the time because of the time I was spending with my daughter I mean if it's my eldest one she's ended up going to play games with her, her friends online so I didn't have time to plan everything out in detail and blocking out my schedule uh, but I've written down the things that I want to achieve today so by the time I get back to my desk, I'll know, all right, I'm going to do this first and then I'm going to. So marketing is a big focus of mine at the moment. So I'm going to do some work on that. And then I've got some other key things that I'd like to achieve uh, today as well. And uh, just setting some expectations for myself as to what it is that I do want to achieve for those things. And uh, just 
go at it. I know that I've got uh, probably a, a window by the time I get back home, probably a window of about five hours, maybe less. Five hours where I know that I can get a bunch of things done before the kids are up and about and you know me wanting to do things with them. So it's this first five hours that I've got to get the key things done that I want to get done. It may be a bonus that I can get some things done later, but setting myself the target of what do I want to do in those five hours so that I can then, if I achieve more, if I get some extra time later, then great, but it's a bonus. So I've got to set the, my key goals for the day in these first five hours, knowing that you know they're on holidays and you know, spending some time with them. They've had some good time with their mum over the weekend doing some things and uh, spending some time with them today, having some fun as well. And then maybe I'll get to do something late afternoon or evening uh, to do some, some extra things. Um, so I think one of the, the challenges, certainly for me, is not like, over-anticipating what you can get done uh, for the day. Now, if there were no kids, I'd say, okay, I can do this, this, and this, and then between these hours, I can do this. And so like a day like today, I might do 14 hours or more even uh, to get things done. Uh, because I've got the time. I was like, okay, terrific. Let's uh, yeah, head down. Let's focus on getting these things and just really, really get into it. Can't do that. So um, I'm just going to set myself probably three three key things that I, I want to get done. Some of them are, are bigger than others. And uh, so garbage trucks just going past. And, uh, yeah, not, say, set six things that I could be doing. Um, we'll see how that plays out for me. And then, of course, there are those things that uh, can come out of nowhere that you've got to address as well. So um, we'll see how that all, all plays out. So uh, I am trying to clear the head, trying to go back so I'm energised, I'm focused, and uh, identify those those key three things that I already know in the space of, of what it's going to be. And then just say, okay, well, yes, Rob, you would like to be able to achieve these five or six things, but today you're only gonna be able to do those three and you need to be satisfied if you get those three done because you've got these other things to do as well and put some energy into those two. Uh, the, the journey to success and I guess my obsession with just getting better and better results every single day can be a strength and it can also be a weakness at the same time. So I'm, I'm aware of that. It's just one of the things that I need to live with and learn to manage day after day. So I'm, in, I'm enjoying my walk this morning. It's, it's nice out here. It's, um, it's going to be like 30 degrees or something today. And it's, what is it now? It's like 16 degrees, but just perfect, really. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So I've got, um, well, by the time I get back, about an hour or so uh, before my next client. And so I'll use that hour to, to get some of the things done that I want to. 
setting the rest of my day up for success once my client finishes up and uh, just be super productive. It's a little test for me, see how well I can do. So interesting, as I, I walk, I just had to pause. So I got a message uh, from my business partner and we're uh, reaching out to, uh, you're one of our collective coaches to uh, you know, take our business to the next level. And uh, he's mentioned that he's got to get back to us because he's having some, some real health challenges himself. And you know, I think it's a, a reminder. This, this is somebody that works on the, you know, more of the cutting edge of success. And yet sometimes you can be so focused on others and doing things for others that you don't uh, you know, put the work into yourself to realise that what you need to be doing for uh, yourself. And I guess, don't be that person that tells others what to do, but you don't follow through yourself. Now, to be fair, this person uh, doesn't work in health and wellness. They work in high performance, but not health and wellness. Now, unfortunately, what this person is not putting the focus in is into themselves and realizing in order for, to get high performance for themselves, they need to be doing all of these things for themselves. And so it happens quite often. You see perhaps the, the sports person, the elite sports person that has been achieving such high levels of success for so long. You see it a bit here in the in the AFL uh, football, and what happens is they've been training hard for years, maybe most of their life, and they stop. And you see them, and you can tell what their well their body visually goes to being excessively overweight. Uh, they it's almost like you see it with Olympic athletes as well. Uh, it's like, well, I've worked so hard for so long that now I don't care. I'm just going to eat what I want, do what I want, because I've trained so hard for my whole life, and now it's time to rest. But what they should be doing is continuing the lifestyle, backing off the training, obviously, because training to be an elite professional sports person can be uh, really intense, and depending on the era that you were brought up in, not necessarily sustainable and uh, you're putting that focus into their uh, their their food their their uh, you know high performance type supplements and all that kind of stuff but you see it time and time again where people don't do that you see it in the tennis uh like it was the australian opens on at the moment and they'll flick to the coach's box and you'll see that one of their coaches is an old tennis player and you look at them and you think, man, what's happened to you? You're like, clearly you're, you're quite overweight. And yes, obviously you've had a lot of success with tennis because you know the name of the person. And yet somewhere along the lines, they've stopped uh, you know, living that high performance lifestyle. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I get disappointed when I see that, but I also understand that like I've worked with some high performance athletes that have maybe trained years and years and years ago and the training methods were not sustainable, they weren't good, 
they didn't teach the kids because they were like um, child athletes. They didn't teach the kids uh, healthy, sustainable ways. They didn't really care about the athlete and the athlete's well-being. It's all about them getting results, etc., at the expense of not setting the person up for success for the rest of their life. And, and that's how one of the, the disappointing things about about sport. I saw this documentary on uh, the NFL and uh, the, like the money that is involved with the NFL around the college uh, football teams. And, uh, you know, they took a, a tour through one of them. I don't remember which one it was, but a particular college is you know, like a tour of their, uh, like their training grounds, their, their playing grounds, uh, the, the training rooms, the locker rooms, the uh, like their gym rooms, all that kind of stuff. It's like you're talking millions and millions of dollars of investment in these facilities. It's like, wow, this is this is immaculate. How lucky are these kids to be able to train in this environment? But then the idea of the documentary was to talk about uh, how how the kids are just really trading items, and they're churned out. And there's there's a, a case of um, you know, so let's say it's me. So Rob Evans has got all this talent going into, you know, this this machine, if you like, and let's say it, it works. So they're they're training me, they're focusing on me because I'm showing, uh, you know, all this promise, etc. I'm getting great results. I'm not getting injured, and then they're getting me to a point where, obviously, there's lots of money associated with me being successful in. Uh, in their college and then it's trading me to or however it works uh, to the, like a, an NFL team and I don't know if there is then money in it for the college to do that but the, the whole story here was uh, like the coaches aren't really caring about uh, the long term uh, health and well-being and success of the person setting them up for success it's like okay fine I, I'm doing really well and all that sort of stuff and it's like yes I'm a number one priority the flip side of that was you get injured, you're out. You're just out of the whole college system, you're screwed, you've got no career, no future, and they don't care. That was kind of the bottom line here. And so it's, it's, it's horrible. So they're, they're just commodities. And yes, you hear about the success stories, but you don't hear about the people that are then, you know, they then become homeless. Um, I, and they were showing NFL and some basketballers. Um, and if they made it, well, whole life changes, millionaires, yeah, you know, get their families out of, uh, you know, the slums, all that kind of stuff. They're broke. Uh, sorry, they, they get broken um, and injured. They end up on the streets, literally. Uh, really, really disturbing. And so, going back to the, the high-performance coach, that's like, man, what are you doing? And yes, look, I look at myself and uh, like the, perhaps the poor genetics that I have on both sides of my family, the, you know, the illnesses and so forth that have come, uh, you know, their way, dementia on both sides of the family, stroke, heart attacks, high, high blood pressure, cholesterol, uh, you name it, both sides of the family, cancer. And so does that mean that one day, you know, I might get it, my mum passed at 66, dad at 77, 
chance that I will fall somewhere in between there. Uh, I'm, I'm more like my mum in terms of her height, uh, you know, her, her looks and everything. Does that mean that my genetics are going to be more closely to mum than dad? So I'm going to die closer to 66? Maybe. Like, uh, that would mean I've got basically 11 and a half years of life left. And uh, look, you don't know. Mum always said, I don't think I'm here for a long, long time. But she also never looked after herself. So, you know, part of my family tree inspires me to do better for myself and say, well, yes, those things could happen to me and I can't do anything about uh, the genetics and things that come my way. But what I can control is how I take care of myself. And I'd be the healthiest person that's ever been on our family tree, I'm sure, because I put so much focus into it to making sure that I'm optimising myself. The high performance coach I was talking about. So visually, you look at him. He's since I've known him in well, it'd be, it's five years this year. He's yo-yoed so much in terms of his weight. He does the crash, the crash dieting sort of thing. Obviously not sustainable for him because last time I saw him, he was uh, I would say probably two sizes or more bigger than the last time I saw him when he was looking much healthier. You can see in his face, uh, you know, that he's not healthy, he's, uh, he's inflamed, he's swollen, and, and just not, not doing well. And yes, yeah, so and now we get a, a message this morning that he's having some real, real struggles with his health. What does that mean? Is it heart attack? Is it cancer? Is it, you know, something else? Well, you're not living the way that you should be to support your health. And so he's obviously in such a bad way that he can't even do a coaching session with us via Zoom. Uh, so that's serious stuff, right? Obviously having some really bad impacts on him. So it comes back to, for me, for my whole, whole life, and this is perhaps one of the, the differences for me, is about the sustainability. You know, long-term improved health. Uh, you, you have to make it sustainable. If you're gonna do something that is a short-term thing to get you a result, then I'd say, well, why would you even bother with that? Uh, like a huge, I don't know what the numbers are. I should Google it and see if there's some data out there. But if we compare the number of people having lap band or gastric sleeve surgery, bariatric surgery, now compared to 10 years ago, it must be up a thousand percent. The trend that I'm seeing in my country here is people that have say, and I'll say in air quotes always, struggled with their weight, are now seeing that it is uh, an easier solution for them to get the result that they want without having to do the work and the problem I have with it is that there's not the right psychological support around the surgery because the people haven't adjusted their lifestyle or their mindset prior to the surgery, not supported during it. I'm working with a client at the moment that has gone through that process and she is actually doing very well, but part of it is she's also working with me and she's making it sustainable, but she has also made the mind shift that, like I spoke to her before the surgery and I said, are you sure that this is the, 
um, the way for you to go? And she said, yeah, well, she'd already booked in for it and had a date. I said to her pre-surgery, I said, here's the problems I have with it. But I said, so now that you're committing to doing it, this is what we need to do to make sure that you don't go back into some of those old ways and just undo all the work. And it's almost like it becomes too easy for people. Well, I can't do it myself. I need the support to do this. And yes, are there some people that absolutely need it? Yeah, but if you don't change the mindset and you don't implement the consistent things you need to do, in other words, you need to do some sensible uh, exercise, you need to do strength work, you need to make sure that you're eating healthily because a lot of people have the surgery and just continue to eat rubbish, not at all, etc., etc., and not supporting their health. And I haven't been given the tools that they need to support that. And that, that's where I get disappointed in uh, you know the health side of things uh, in my country here, certainly. So we can never stop that focus and doing it in a sensible and sustainable way. It's why diets don't work. Uh, we've, we've got to implement things that are consistent, which is what I talk about here. And a big part of it is your mindset, which is why I started the Mental Toughness and Body Show. The mindset will control everything that you do. If your mindset is screwed, you are screwed because you won't just accidentally, like if your, your mindset's controlling you, so you won't just automatically do good things if your mindset is screwed. Because your mindset will be saying, oh, let's go, let's eat this, let's not exercise, let's do this, let's do that, let's do these disempowering things. Yeah, that empowering thing's too difficult. No, I don't feel like that today, so I won't do it. It's just a vicious cycle. And more disempowering habits breed more disempowering habits. It's like a rotten apple. The rotten apple in the basket does not make the other apples better at any point. It will just make them the next one that's touching it rot and then that one will rot and that one will rot. I'll go on and on and on. Our mindset's very much like that. We've got to do better. We have to do better. It's up to you. You've got to do it. You've got to take control. But again, it's just a, a reminder and there's probably so many reminders around you and maybe there's stuff within you that you've always said, yeah, I, I've got to get to do that. And a lot of people will, I see it with mums, they say, oh, well, I'll, I'll do that when the kids go back to school because they've had babies, etc., etc." when the kids are at school. The kids are at school, well, I'll do it when they're at high school. It's like, really? And then when they're at high school, I'll wait till they're out of home. Now, no, I'm really generalising here, uh, but that's the sort of thing. I'll do it tomorrow. I spoke to a client um, last, well, on Friday. She came in and I said, so how are you going with your your food because she's uh, kind of plateaued over this you know, Christmas New Year period and everybody's got stuff that they need to deal with. He said, oh, yeah, it's a real struggle. She said, oh, I'm going to start on Monday We're back with my food. And I said, why are you starting Monday? He said, oh, well, you know, I just you know, need an extra few days. I said, so here's the thing. I said, if you're going to start Monday, that means that probably next week, you may start Monday, you may start Tuesday, you get to Wednesday, maybe you do it for a couple of days and say, no, oh, no, something's not quite right, I'll start next week. And then the next week, maybe you do it for a day, you start on Monday and it gets to Tuesday and it's like, oh, no, look, I'll just do it again next week. And then the days that you're committing to become less and less and less. And before you know it, you just get stuck living in that cycle of, 
I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next week. I said, if you really want to commit to something, you start now. I said, you start now, you start Friday night, you go home, you eat dinner, you send me the photos of what you're eating, um, because that's what she was doing before and she found that worked really well for herself. I said, you start now. I said, don't start next week, you start now. And that's what she did. And uh, she's been doing it every day since. But that's what it takes, right? You've got to commit to make the change now. Just do it now. Say, I've had enough. I'm doing it now. But it's got to be sustainable. It's got to be healthy. And that's why the diets don't work. Because they're usually not healthy. So that's my thought for the day. Sorry about the road, boys. Stay safe, everybody. See you tomorrow.